Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. Blue Magic. That's a brand name. Like Pepsi. That's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. They know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills. What are you talking about? What I'm right? talking about is when you chop my dope down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it blue magic, that is trademark infringement. You understand what I'm saying? y'all i am absolutely here i am completely emotionally drained it is now wednesday june 8th 2016 and i was just on the mmdts show which is married men don't talk show one of my fellow uh blog talk radio um affiliates and i found the show by happenstance we both have shows on tuesday they also do my manic monday show which you know i you guys i was short and sweet yesterday so let me tell y'all the bullshit that happened today so i love calling into the show. They have a once a month co-ed show. Um, and they allow women to call in because basically it's, you know, it's for men. And so I am one of those people that are of the school of thought that if I want to know an answer about a man, I'm going to go ask a man, especially a black man. So I am having an issue and I became very emotional on the show because, which y'all know never happens because, you know, I waited all day to call on this show. They only do it once a month. I made sure I wasn't working. I cleared my schedule. I made sure I stayed at home. I didn't even go work out today. And so it leads to the fact that when people email me and when they DM me and when they send me messages and they say, listen, you know, I listened to your show last night, it really makes me understand that I have to keep going like that. You may think that you took a day off, but somebody may have really been waiting to hear what you had to say. And again, like I told you, my, my, um, Listen, they're 150% up ever since the show, you still a nigga. So I am prideful in the fact that I am the woman that can say what a lot of you can't say, and, you know, male or female. So I get on the show, and the show was about expectations. And so you never know. You know, if you're a true, really good radio host, you could talk about anything, you know, because anything can happen. You know, rest in peace, Kimbo Slice, rest in peace, Muhammad Ali, which, you know, I dedicated my show last night to him, Kimbo Slice. Major, major um, respect for him. He was a street fighter out of Miami. He made sure he's, you know, he was the guy that actually was quoted as saying, you know, all my, you know, kids could have been driving Bentleys, but I preferred for them to go to college. You know, he said I could be driving a Bentley, but I think if I'm not mistaken, he had like five kids. So I get on the show, and it sounded like one woman. Of course, you know, because I'm very well traveled, so 
I know a Canadian accent when I hear him, a Trini accent when I hear him, a Pennsylvania accent when I hear him, Cali, all these things. And I always respect these gentlemen's opinions because I'm not a man, so and I'm raising one. So it's it's very difficult for me because I don't know what to do. So I had to call my attorney slash my accountant slash my sister slash my best friend today to get some advice. And without putting my information too much out there, my son was having some issues in school. Now, nine out of ten times as a mother, I internalize that and say, what is going on in the home? Because of my psychological background, not because I'm in treatment, but because I have studied neuroscience. I'm not a dummy. Um, We have degrees and certain things and letters past our name, even though that's not what we chose to work in. Um, I want to know, is there something that I'm doing? Is there some sort of stimulus that's causing this? And unfortunately, I couldn't take the, the L for this one from my child. And it's one of those situations where, You know, I understand because I have worked with children before where the parents don't want to assume any responsibility, but for me, because I know my child and he comes from me, you know, I'm like, I know that you did X, Y, and Z. So he got into some issues at school, and I had a situation where I had to call his father, and I, you know, I I have just given up. And at this point, you know, I think my son has given up as well, but I don't want the reason that he gives up to be because of me. You know, I want it to be like, you know, my mom did this for you. My mom made sure that she took this off your child support bill. My mom made sure that, you know, I had braces and insurance and all these other things. And whether you were traveling over here to play here or traveling over there to do this, this, that, and a third. So long story short, I literally said, you know, I have a question for you guys at about the 10 PM mark. I, you hear me on the show. I'm very distinct. And, um, There was one woman, very distinct Canadian accent, another one, very distinct Pennsylvania accent, older lady, you can tell, you know, maybe she's my age, I don't know. Um, But, you know, everyone had their own experiences, and I think that as women, we get away from the question that was at hand. So the question at hand was about expectations, and I called there with a very specific question for the men, which was, what is my next move? You know, I play chess with humans, and so this is a man that, you know, his, this is his third marriage. You know, he has my son, who is the oldest, and he has a daughter who is, you know, she's three. My son is 12. So they live in Houston. You know, you guys know that if you follow me on Instagram, which is at miss.d.scott, and on Twitter at DMSST93. And um, once again, black women, you have, <laughs> you have really outdone yourselves. But y'all got the business today. Um, and my apologies to the woman that I called an old hoe. I did not, I I meant what I said, but I'm going to tell you why I said it. So I, um, I'm having a difficult time with the fact that am I the only black female on the planet that understands that I cannot raise this black boy by myself? You know, I, I can, but that's not what I signed up for. I was married to my husband. I'm not saying that I'm better or worse than anybody else, but I did with everything that I was supposed to do. So I felt like on some level, you know, the the team, the crew of the show was trying to attack and say, well, you married him in 90 days. And I said, well, isn't that what your Bible says to do, right? Because people in African villages and tribes and in Dominican Republic and in many places, you know, people get married after never having met each other. Indian culture, they do it all the time. These are arranged marriages, which actually last certain percentages longer than what our Western world marriages do. But I met my husband, I loved him, so on and so forth. So there was some sort of like speculation that I was actually pregnant before I was married. Now, let's just keep a G. If I was, what the fuck are you going to do about it? I wasn't. I was 28 years old. I didn't give birth to my son until I was almost 29. So even if I was, it's not like I was 19. Number two, I went to go get on the pill. We had already been married. Okay? 
for a month and some change, okay? Number three, um, we had not had a pregnancy issue before, and I had only known my husband 90 days. And so if I made it to 28 with no children, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all right. I'm healthy, but I'm, I'm good. So long story short of it, I said that in the beginning, I don't understand black men because I'm not the one that wanted the child. He begged for this child. So for you to be um, acting the way that you are, as my attorney would say, um, I don't understand it because I wanted to wait till I was 35. So obviously this was, you know, seven years before the plan. So a female pipes in, and when I said, you know, when I went to go get on the pill in August, we had got married July 16th during All-Star break and for baseball, and I was pregnant in August. She was like, mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you trying to say? And she was like, I'm just saying, you know, and this is a woman that has sat there and told me that she got this baby dad, that baby dad, this one 23, she done been hooked on drugs, all this sort of stuff. So I said, you hush, you old hoe. You don't know me. You don't know nothing about me. And I shouldn't have said that because, you know, I, it, it wasn't right. However, why are you attacking me? I didn't call here to talk to you. And I specifically said that. That's why I can't wait to hear the soundbite from this show because it is, and I want you as my listeners to go and listen to the show as well. It's called Married Men Don't Talk Show. Um, and the show is called Expectations. You can find them on blogtalkradio.com. I'm sure it's slash MMDTS, which is Married Men Don't Talk Show. And so these are men that are either of the cloth, they're married, they're single, they've been married, you know. And I just went the fuck off, you know, because I'm like, here it is again. I didn't fucking call to talk to you, old ass whore, and you want to have a conversation with me, and I called here to talk to the men. I don't want to fucking hear you speak. Because if I wanted to answer the question myself, then I could. So then we have the Canadian chick come in and say, now, mind you, she has two daughters. Hola, chica, it's not the same. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the same. All children need their fathers, but my son especially, he's going through something, whatever, whatever. And I said, and I'm being vulnerable, and I feel like you bitches, and I didn't say this, but I feel like you bitches are attacking me. I didn't even fucking call here to talk to you. Shut the fuck up. You know, and then you have this broad sitting there telling me you agnostic. What the fuck? You're not even black. What fucking black person says they agnostic and go sit next to the phone like you ain't finna get electrocuted? What the fuck is wrong with you? So I had to eat her face off because she's like, well, you um, you got married. And the thing is, I was like, but the bottom line, she was like, so you're essentially the mother and the father. I said, but no, I'm not. See, it's, a, it's women like you, it's black women like you that are running around saying that I'm the mother and the father and you could do it and all this power. You have daughters. I have a son. I can't do that. So that's great that you can sit here and dehumanize men and you can say that black men are not necessary. I didn't call here for that shit. Okay, bitch? I called here because I wanted to hear what they had to say, not what your dumbass had to say. You are not even my peer. We are not even on the same level. You have two children. Okay, so then they're trying to and, and, and trust me, I accept responsibility for my portion of the divorce because I married somebody that was not a hustler. And when I say a hustler, I mean somebody that's not going to see me and my son starve. I didn't marry one of those people. I'm one of those people, but I didn't marry one of those people. Had I married one of those people, and again, they were like, don't you think that it could have been this and this? I said, yeah, but you guys talk out of both sides of your face. One minute you want to say that we should be waiting until marriage to have sex. I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'm not down with the ChristianMingle.com. I need to feel you. I need to see you. We need to be connected on different levels. And especially at this point, like, I don't feel marriage is necessary for me. And so I explained my side of the story, which was that I said, I'm not like y'all. You know, I'm not out here looking for love. I'm out here trying to make sure that I'm a good mother. So I'm celibate. Why did 
old hoe, the old lady, try to tell me that celibacy is something that's supposed to be sanctioned by God. What the hell are you talking about? If I don't feel like having sex, I'm not going to have sex. I'll go a year. I'll go two years. It doesn't make me any difference. I'm very clear on that. It's my body. But if I feel like I met somebody and I'm going to beat the brakes off him on Tuesday, then I can do that. I'll be 41 years old. And I don't need permission from anybody, and I don't need to sanction it before God to say that I'm giving myself. Like, I'm not a nun. Are you, are you out of your fucking mind? I watch porn. What are you talking about? You understand what I'm saying? So I just, and I agree with the men that, that were saying, like, you know, if you guys are saying that you want this Christian guy, you have to go with all the things that go along with that, which means no sex before marriage, no this, no that. And that's my issue with the hypocrisy. If there's nothing else that I cannot stand above all else, it's hypocrisy. And I will poke a hole in it every time. And I just think that there were a lot of women that actually said that they could wait to have sex before they got married. And, and you know, me personally, I know not one but two people that actually did that, and they're both divorced now. Sex doesn't guarantee anything. You know, you being married doesn't guarantee anything. And, and I guess what I got out of the show was that male or female, people are going to do whatever the hell they want to do. You know, so it doesn't matter, you know, and I said, you know, and I'm sick of us as women sitting there saying, girl, he's good to his mom. That means he's going to be good to you. That is no fucking precursor for how he's going to treat you when you get married if he's never been married. And my ex-husband was actually married before. He's on his third wife now. So you can't, like I said, I don't internalize any of that. Y'all are trying to make me internalize some shit that does not belong to me. Okay. I fell in love. I got married. I had a baby. The end. You understand what I'm saying? I did everything I was supposed to do. And then they were trying to say, well, if you did, you would have did this. Listen, there is no precursor. Do you know how many people are married? Do you, the average person walks past a serial killer 36 times in their, life, in their lifetime. Being the fact that I live in upstate New York and 80% of all serial killers have come from or live in this area, I probably walk past them double that. Every 72 people, one of them done killed somebody. Not serial killer, but one of them done killed somebody. So you can't tell me that someone that's married to John Wayne Gacy or someone that's married to someone and they're pregnant and, and the, the Lacey story. You understand what I'm saying? That they are not capable of killing someone. You don't freaking know. So I, I, and, and here's the thing that I want women to understand, and I said this to this young lady. I said, I'm not responsible for another person's feelings. I'm not responsible for how they act. I'm only responsible for what I do. I didn't marry a baseball player. I married a coach, right? He decided later on he wanted to be a baseball player. The dynamic changed. I didn't change. He changed. You understand what I'm saying? So you take somebody that's making a regular salary into now I'm going to go start all over again. I was that black woman that was believing in your dreams and believing in this and believing in that. We had nothing. But when we had nothing, you didn't want to go get something. So it was me that had to go work the two jobs while I was nursing, while I had just given birth. You know, and I'm not degrading my husband. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll talk about him another time because at this point there's nothing to really talk about. So I became very, very upset on the show because of the lack of parental input from his father, the lack of parental help, the lack of him following through with things that he says he's going to do. And it upset me to the point because I said, what am I supposed to do? From a black man's standpoint, you guys are always saying that we're attacking you. We're always taking you to court. I've never taken this man to court, but he, he sees fit to take me. She makes more money than what she's saying. So do you. 
What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I never came after you when you was overseas making whatever, living off a hill in a villa and doing all this. You you are supposed to pay pennies on the dollar for what you make, and you still don't do it. So it doesn't it doesn't really whether you pay or not. I, my my kids still eat. My son still has braces. My son still has designer glasses. My son still is going to end up in a private school. You know, so at this point, I had a conversation with his aunt today, which basically I had to say, you know, if he's not going to be around. You know, and and this is what was really hurtful, what y'all don't understand. My son is crying out for help, you know, and black men, you are important. And I'm going to get emotional again. I don't want to do that because y'all are my listeners. And I, I did not sign up to do this on my own. I'm not a baby's mom. If you are, that's great. That's not what I did. I was terrified to become a parent and I wasn't married and 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 if nothing else I didn't have the story to tell my child like you know your daddy and I loved each other and this this and this so and we divorced that's fine for whatever reason we divorced because you're not a hustler we divorced because you you don't get no money we didn't divorce because you cheated that's the easiest thing to do in a relationship no 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 no. we divorced because you would see a star than to go and handle your business and the third wife she's going through hell I know she is she could she could sit there till she's blue in the face Dude, you're wearing Skechers right now. Your stomach is hanging over your pants. You're not doing well in life because I was never like that. I was never the wife that gained the weight. I was never the wife that let herself go. I, was never, I mean, for God's sakes, I started training for a marathon after I had the, my son, you know. So all these things that black men compare about, I was the antithesis of this. I did everything like I was supposed to, and it still turned bad. So I can't internalize a lot of that. And so when I have a conversation with this man, you know, and say, listen, you guys got a new house, so can the baby come down there? Because before it was, we have this many people living with us, and this in-law is here, and that in-law is there. It's like 16 people in the house. You know, the baby didn't want to go down there. I said, okay, no problem. We'll send them to camp. I, I'm sorry, we'll send them to camp. And um, and again, I pay insurance. I pay, I pay everything, right? And, and I know some of y'all are saying, oh, you should. Not really. This This man doesn't even pay what he's supposed to pay. So, and that's fine you know, because cause I work. But then don't take me to court because I have to work all this extra time and be out of town all this extra time to make sure that our son is taken care of because I don't come to you for the private school tuition. I don't come to you for the braces. I don't come to you for insurance, eczema, creams, nothing. Whatever you pay, you pay. At some point, the state's going to catch up to you. You're going to go to jail. You're going to be locked up underneath the jail, and these are things that are not my problem. You know, you can't owe somebody a Toyota Corolla and money and think that you're going to just be wandering the streets for free. And every time you try to take me back to court, you put a big sticker on your file that says, please investigate me, please suspend my passport, please transfer my case, you know what I'm saying, to um, to Texas. So what a lot of people don't understand is I became very emotional on the show because, I mean, when I say emotional, I'm talking about your girl broke down. You wouldn't believe it. Um, I doubt I'll post a link because it was so embarrassing. I'm embarrassed to even go back and listen to what, you know, I said. But uh, my apologies to the woman that I called an old hoe because she later on was trying to explain something to me. And I do respect my elders and I do respect people that have been there. But I'm sorry, lady, I didn't call to talk to you. I called to talk to the men. And, and for the first time, and it's making me emotional ever, a man stuck up for me and said, you know, y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. This girl called this show for help, and y'all want to snicker, y'all want to talk shit about her, he didn't say shit because they don't cuss on the show, and she lashed out at y'all, and it was like he got it, so I don't know if he's a therapist, you know, I don't know who he is, you know, which member of the team he is, I don't know if he's one of the founding members, but he did stick up for me and say, I'm going to answer your question, 
and I'm going to take you seriously. And that's all we really want y'all to do is listen, you know, and because um, I really don't know what to do. You know, the gangster in me says I should get on a plane and handle it that way. I can't tell my brothers because that's what they do, you know. Um, I don't want nobody to get in trouble. I don't want to cause bodily harm to somebody, but, you know, y'all have to understand how I feel that sometimes karma takes too long, you know. So I called this particular show because I respect them, you know, as black men and what they're doing. They're a lot like me, and they're trying to – it may not always be what you want to hear. It may not always be sugar-coated, but it is not so much advice, but it's good to hear. So the gentleman answered my question, which was basically, you know, and then another gentleman was talking about the fact that his grandson has special needs, and how does he explain to his grandson about where his parents are? And so that struck home for me because my son doesn't have special needs. He's a special child, but he doesn't have special needs, and um, he's very gifted. And it struck home for me because it's the same situation. So here we have, a, for the first time, a black male that was empathetic with my situation because it doesn't happen ever for the last probably 10 years that I've been doing these shows or writing books or anything. I've never had a black man come forward, aside from my own father who passed away 15 years ago, or my brothers, to come forward and say, you know, chill or to defend me. And I'm talking about in the moment. I'm not talking about after the fact. I'm talking about in the moment. And it's funny because I was just talking about them the other day, and I said, you know, I was actually on a call the other day, where, you know, I had to call somebody a coon, and y'all know that I did the show called, you know, You Still a Nigga, about the black man that came forward and was like, oh, I'm not even black, I'm brown, and I don't have to protect you, I don't have to defend you. And I was like, look, I had somebody tell me that the other day, and I said, and this is why we're unable to raise our children as kings and queens, because we're not teaching our boys to protect women. You know, black, white, indifferent, doesn't matter. We're not teaching our daughters that they have something to be protected you know, so you have a nation of grandmothers and grandfathers that are raising these children, and that's not, <laughs> that wasn't my American dream. I had grandparents that were married for years. You know, I had the parents that were married for years. I had a father, you know, and so even when my parents divorced later on, 14, 15, and I write about that in my book, um, it still takes a toll. So imagine being a 12-year-old little black boy, and you're in a gifted class, and nobody looks like you really, maybe one or two friends, and your dad doesn't come to school on bring your father to school day, which has been happening every year since you were in the second grade. It hurts, you know. Um, imagine that every Christmas you're just with your mom and your family, every Easter. Imagine that your dad gets remarried and you don't see him for three years, not because of the mother, no, 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 no. but because the dad, he just he can make it. You know, imagine that you are 12 years old, graduating in the sixth grade, high honors, scored in the top 97th percentile, and your father is supposed to call you back because he has to ask his third wife, is it okay that his son, his only son, 12 years old, come down and stay, you know, and um, we never got the call, and so... I call my lawyer, I call my accountant, my confidant, my best friend, my sister, and um, we have to have a plan of action for this because at this point I have done everything that is the antithesis of what black men say that black women do to them in this country, and you wonder why 
you get put on papers. It's because 1,000% of the time you didn't do what the fuck you said you were going to do verbally. So they had no choice. Now, my ex-husband's been on paper since we've been divorced, so that's nothing. But guess what? I never went down there and changed the shit. My ex-husband don't pay me no thousands and thousands of dollars a month. Girl, bye. You understand what I'm saying? I handle it. But it took me a long time to get here, and I'm thankful that my parents were able to help out when they could and my stepdad. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just thankful that I come from that stock and that I have brothers and a sister. But I became very emotional on the show because – Y'all black men be beating us down. Y'all do. I'm not even going to lie to you. And I am so disgusted with black women at this point that, with the exception of a few, I know Cherie Bradbury, I know my girl Kendra, I know, you know, my girl Shan, my girl Ashley, Nakia, y'all will come to bat for me. Um, I mean, just verbally, just over the years, if y'all see me publicly, just try to my little Mickey Moscato. She, you know, she likes to say the words. I'll punch a bitch in her face. You know, but what a lot of y'all don't understand is I'm never an army of one, okay? If I'm even addressing you, aside from today, I did not have the ammunition for today. I should not have called that lady an old asshole. But the bottom line is this. Um, she said, me and you are a lot alike, and I said, never. You know, and and I blacked out because... You are telling me that you come from a certain a certain lifestyle. So certain things were expected in your lifestyle. This was not expected in my lifestyle. Not better nor worse. Doesn't matter. Okay. But at the end of the day I did feel bad because I turned into some sniveling, like cry baby, like emotional um female. And you know what was so horrible about it? This is this this is what was really horrible, and y'all know I don't do emotional manipulation. Um, so this was this was very real for me because um, I couldn't get my point across. I felt like I was being mocked, and I felt like I waited all day to call y'all motherfuckers to ask you, as black men, what should I do for my black king that I'm raising, and you can't give me no fucking answers. You want to tell me what the fuck I did wrong, and this is not my fault, you know. Um, the black women, and, and, and really I should punch all y'all in the throat, um, I'm not upset about the call. I'm just, this is what we do, and I've said this to y'all before, long before this show, is that we will attack each other before saying, you know what, young queen, or you know what, older queen, or you know what, elder, I get where you're coming from, but this is not what we're trying to say. So this particular female that's agnostic was like, yeah, like basically you can never tell someone to just suck it up. I would never. I Listen, I have young ladies that I work with that are getting evicted because they have children of black men and the black men don't want to step up and take his kids, so she got to pay this. She got, and I'm not saying this because of the black man, but she can't pay her bills because you're not contributing. That's not her fault. So I'm never going to tell a person that's coming to me, telling me they're getting evicted, and can I say that I was their landlord you know, suck it up. That's not what she needs to hear right now. My friends are of the influence that we may not tell you what you need to hear right now. We're going to tell you what you need to get to get through this. And then later on, you and I can have a conversation outside of here. And what I appreciate about the Married Men Don't Talk show is the fact that the gentleman that was actually having a conversation with me that snapped at some of his other cohorts actually was like, send her my email address because I would like to speak to her offline. Again, I don't know this man. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know if he's a therapist. I don't know what he is. And I'm not saying he had pity on me in that moment, but he understood. And I think that that's what most black women want from y'all. We just want to be understood. 
And when y'all don't understand this, we get frustrated. Because it's like you don't see this bullshit that y'all doing, this bullshit that you're perpetuating, this bullshit you're forcing me to have to deal with because you don't want to deal with it. And then you call me (laughs) an angry black woman. (laughs) I can answer that several ways, you know. I could tell you I'm angry because you're a punk-ass bitch, right? I could tell you I'm angry because you're not doing what the fuck you're supposed to do. I could tell you I'm angry because you're spelling your seed in bitches that you know that you, you shouldn't be, you know, dealing with. I could tell you that I'm angry because you lie to women and tell them that you love them. This was another thing that was funny to me is that I guess apparently men are going around telling women that they love them to get them to sleep with them. That would never get me into the bed. I mean, you tell me you love me. I'm like, motherfucker, for what? I'm terrible. Wow, <laughs> you know, not that I'm not worthy of love, I, I totally am, but just not from you. Like you don't fucking know me. You ain't seen me on a bad day. You ain't you ain't pulled me up out of bed when a motherfucker was sleeping in the same t shirt for three days. You haven't, so you can't possibly love me. You love what you see. You love the aesthetic. So because I, I I believe that love is a feeling, and so I was with Canadian girl all the way when she's like love is a feeling, this that and the third. But then the motherfucker says she was agnostic, and I'm thinking like what black motherfucker like. And I understand that I know she's Caribbean and things like that But like so you don't believe or denounce in any kind of God Well then we can't have no motherfucking conversation Because you know I'm scared of certain shit Like you know God You know what I'm saying So if you would denounce him You know what I'm saying You would denounce anything So you believe there's no higher power You don't believe confirm deny Then I didn't like the fact that this female sitting here arguing with me Talking about you're not celibate That's before God No it's not motherfucker If if I say I'm Kalamazoo, Michigan That's who the fuck I am It's not up to you to prove that I'm not Kalamazoo, Michigan It's not what you know It's what you can prove I don't need to take a covenant in front of God To say I'm not going to open my legs to just anybody And it's not because I'm saving myself for God either It's because this shit will fuck your life up I'm going to try to possess you. I'm a succubus. I'm not here for fucking fun and games. I'm not here to play games with you. I'm here to get what I want just like you're here to get what you want, right? So sometimes we want it just as much as you do, right? And sometimes I don't. I don't want the responsibility of having to figure out how the fuck your day was because I don't care. I only care about what am I going to make my son for dinner today. That's the type of fucking sick person I am, and it's not that I've learned to get along without black men and all that. that, that that's not what it is. What it is is that I've been doing this for so long by myself because I watched what I didn't get to say was I watched my mother go from relationships. My mother's been married four times, bless her soul, you know. So I don't want to do that to my son. You know, I, I don't want – we were at a barbecue the other day where my former stepfather was there, you know, He's talking about an incident. My son is there looking at him like, well, who is that? You know what I'm saying? And I had to explain to my son how the dynamic worked. Like, okay, Grandma was married to this person before, and these are all my brothers and sisters from that marriage. You understand what I'm saying? So on and so forth. But your grandpa, that's your grandpa, whatever, whatever. That's not your grandpa. You know, so these are things that I have to explain, you know. And um, what I also didn't talk about was the fact that I don't want to bring different men into my home because I saw my mother do that. You know, and I, I wouldn't, especially with a little boy, they're so impressionable. I don't want him, you know, and they pretty much said the same thing that my sister said was like, you know, you got to let him know, like, okay, well, if you're not going to step up to the plate, then we're going to have someone else step up to the plate as the father figure. But for me, I feel like even that is almost threatening and saying, like, I'm not going to sit there and say I'm getting ready to date somebody or I'm getting, because it's none of your business, but... I don't want to bring somebody around my son because he needs a father figure. He has a father. And this is just honestly based on expectations, not what the fuck I signed up for. 
You know, no matter what, I got married because I wanted to be able to tell the story to my son, like, you know, I loved your daddy and this, this, and this. And, you know, I really, really, just for the Married Men Don't Talk show, if y'all don't hear me say nothing else, I really, really appreciated the gentleman that came forward and talked about his special needs grandson and about how he has to explain to him how his parents are not around and that his grandson sometimes does not want to be bothered with him because, you know, it's not his parents. And I feel like my son is going through that, you know, where sometimes I can't remedy everything. I'm just a mere woman. I'm a mere mortal in the eyes of my son. Maybe to some people I'm a goddess, but to my son I'm a mere mortal. I'm just mommy, you know, and I don't cry, you know, in front of him. I don't get it. You know, I try not to get too upset in front of him because I don't want him to internalize that. But when it gets to a place where your son is having behavioral problems in school because, you know, for whatever reason, no excuses, I I can't do this by myself. You know, your son's not three years old. He's 12. He's turning into a young man. He's getting to the age where if he feels like fucking calling you, he's going to call. If he don't, he won't. You know, you can't parent from 3,000 miles away and you have no powers. And then it turns into, oh, well, you know, I just got a new house. So, you know, I might not be able to come in September and this, that, and the third. And I'm going to tell you something else. I blame you bitches. I blame you fucking women because I wish I would on all the motherfucking stars in the sky get with a dude. And you talking about, I have friends. Shout out to Frank Pirtle who lives in Tampa, goes back and forth, if I'm not mistaken, to Dallas. It's not Houston, um, to Dallas. He's a professor over at um, USF, University of South Florida. I think it's in, like, chem, bio, bio, uh, chemical engineering, I think it is, uh, Dr. Frank Pirtle. And even before he was a doctor, he was going back and forth seeing quad. We talking about, like, every month. He was seeing his son every other month, every month, every other month, flying down there, spending a day with him, getting a hotel. He moved on. He remarried. You know, they live in a beautiful home. He's doing very well. So I have seen black men handle their business when it comes to their children, whether they're divorced, whether, you know, whatever. And it's not fair. And and you can try to put the blame on the parents. But the bottom line is, if I get a speeding ticket, I still got to pay it. (laughs) You know, what they're going to ask me to do, they're going to ask me to plead guilty. Right, so what I don't appreciate is the fact that I'm being left to raise this boy alone. You beg me to have, you know, and I'm not talking bad about my ex. I don't give a fuck. I bust both them motherfuckers in the face with a fucking monkey wrench. I don't give a shit, and you can fucking read it back and tell them I said it. I'm fucking nuts. I'm on papers. But what I will tell you is that it's not fair to my son. No matter what the fuck you say, it's not fair to my son. Um, And it's hard to talk to women about that because, we as women, I said, we're not supposed, and, and I had to tell them today, I said, we are not supposed to be this hard. I mean, I was sniffling crying, y'all. Y'all ain't going to believe the shit if you hear it. I might not even post the link because I'm too fucking embarrassed. I'm really embarrassed right now. But I felt like if there was anybody that I could, I think also because it just happened today, where it was like, this man, is, he was like, well, yeah, you know, I'll see if he can come down for the summer. Let me, you know, go home and talk to her, and then, you know, I'll call you back later tonight. And you didn't do it. I don't have the luxury of telling my son I'm going to call him back and I don't do it. I don't have the luxury of saying we can't do this or we could do this and then we can't. I just don't. And um, for him to be able to do that, it's just like, and they're like, you just have to move on. Motherfucker, I got a son Aren't we talking about what services and what needs to be had for our black children, for our black boys? And you're telling me to just, like, let it go and maybe one day he'll come around, and I just don't accept that as an answer. Now, physical, and they're like, it sounds like the boy has let it go and you haven't. No, I haven't let it go because I want to hurt people the way that my son hurts. 
the way that I hurt when I have to look at this boy every day for 365 days a year. I mean, what kind of father is that? That is not. I don't give a fuck how you paint the picture. That is not what I signed up for. It's not. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't even think I could have children. You know what I'm saying? And then this happens, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's a miracle. And I didn't want children until I was 35. And then they were like, well, you didn't want children. You could have been on birth control. What the fuck is you talking about, motherfucker? I'm married. What the fuck, what the fuck I look like going to get an abortion when I'm married? You sound crazy as fuck. And, again, it's the agnostic motherfucker that's, you know what I'm saying? So, yes, there were things I could have taken or things I could have done not to have a baby, but I was in love. I was happy. And not only that, I was 28, damn near 29 years old. Motherfucker, I ain't 12. I ain't 13. I ain't 14 like some of y'all was and you had your kids. I didn't fuck around and have two by the same motherfucker that I knew wasn't doing the shit that he was supposed to be doing. So let's talk about that. Don't worry about me. I'm good. Your tax dollars don't feed my son. So I'm in a place right now where it's like I have to send my son to private school because I don't want him going to public school. But it's like if dad's not going to have the participation, it's like, you know, we might have to put Boom Boom the Third into military school. I can't, you know, I I can't do this by myself. So you know, especially when you offering to pay for stuff and say, okay, well I'll fly him down there and you could just fly him back or whatever, whatever. There should have been an answer today, not yesterday, not the day after. Like at this point, it's just like it's very easy for me to cut people off in my life. I mean, I do it all the time. Very easy, like, hey, I don't like you, it's not working out, give him the customer service beatbox and keep it moving. But when it comes to my son, I try so hard because what I also did not share is that my mother kept me from my father, me and my brothers. And it wasn't until my father passed away that we found the journals where, you know, she made us dress up on Easter and sit in the window and wait for our dad to come, and then he never came. And we resented him for that, but it was her fault because she never told him he was allowed to come. And this didn't come out until, you know, you're talking 20-some years later. You know, so I never wanted to be the anything that I'm weak when it comes to my son. Anything that has to do with my son and his father, I'm like, okay, what can I do to facilitate this? Because I don't ever want my son to look back the way that we look at our mother and say she could have did this and she didn't fucking do it. And she could have did that and she didn't fucking do it. My mother never took any of our fathers to to court for child support, you know. Um, and we suffered. <laughs> you know, we wasn't just skinny because, you know, we just was built that way. Motherfucker, we ain't had no food, you know. And my mom was never on welfare. She worked, you know what I mean, a regular job, 3-11s, and at the hospital. And it was hard, you know. So when you look at me, everything that I am is because I was trying to do opposite of what she was doing. I wanted to marry my son's father. I wanted to be in love when I got married. I wanted this beautiful baby. And then when he came, I just felt all the responsibility was on me and my grandmother, Audrey May, used to say, you know, even if you're married, you're still a single mother. You're going to still care for those children in a different way that, you know, the fathers would because they didn't birth them, you know. Um, and shout out to the single dads for that. But I just feel like I, I just wouldn't want to know what my son was feeling. So if I'm feeling this, you know, and um, and when y'all, if y'all listen to the show, you'll hear the pain. You know, um, if y'all think I'm going through something, I can only imagine what my 12 year old is going through. And they're not built to equip with adult emotions. They're not built to equip with, you know, to to cope with rejection like that. And then he is a little brown boy. 
who is very smart and he's very talented and he's the head of the drama club and he's, you know, he went to chess camp and all these other things. Oh, you should get him a mentor. I already did that. My son is doing his 5% or studies as we speak. Um, read half a book today on it, you know, and um, he was reading Robert Greene when he was nine years old, The 48 Laws of Power when he was nine years old. His number one rule now is never accept the free lunch because one of the girls dropped a cookie on the floor and um, she gave it to him. I was like, here, boom, here you go, you should eat this. And so he eats the cookie and then they all laugh at him and tell him that the cookie was on the floor. The only life lesson as a mother that I could give to him is, okay, 48 Laws of Power, you're going to hear about this sooner or later, read why you don't accept the free lunch. Because it's not really free, it comes attached to something. So, and I'm pretty masculine. Look, I look feminine, but I'm pretty masculine. And I still don't pee standing up. You know, so I didn't appreciate the fact that later on the broad tried to clean it up by saying like, oh, you know, um, that's not what I meant, that you have to take on both roles. I don't have to do shit. I'm his mother. I'm not his father. There's nothing that you're going to be able to tell me, say, do at any given point in time to make me think that I am that boy's father. I'm not. He looks up to that man in a completely different way than he looks up to me. And that, like I told his father, I said, that's a testament to me. Because I don't sit up like some black women do. I said, I'm everything. I'm the antithesis of y'all. I don't sit there and say, oh, this motherfucker ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit but hoes and tricks and this, that, and the third. And I accept responsibility for who I chose and who chose me. But at the same time, I don't have time to be sitting here dealing with everything by myself. Now, we're going to go to a caller. Let's see if they want to talk. Caller, are you there? Caller, are you there? Hello. Okay, so they don't want to talk. That's fine. They probably called to see was I going to apologize for calling somebody an old hoe. That's terrible, but whatever. So what I would like to do <coughs> is one of the things that um, makes me happy is the fact that um, I started some other projects because y'all know I ghost right now, so write music and I write for other people. And um, everything is poetic, and because I've been in the slumps, <coughs> excuse me, I've been unable to function at all. Um, it's three years since my mom passed, but my birthday is coming up. We've planned some festivities for that. Um, and it's just it's been very difficult for me. So, you know, I, I just need a little help. And it's unfortunate that if something was to happen to me, I can't even um, depend upon his father to be able to say, well, I can take him. You broke your arm. You can't work. You broke your leg. You can't work. You got cancer. You can't work. I don't even want to put that in the universe, but you're not in a position to take him. And so I have to set up other, and, and I know that I'm in a different um, situation than some women um, that are worried about the basic needs, but I've already been there too, seven years ago. So for me, it's just about making, through that I can, making sure that I can get through the day and um, let this little boy know that he was wanted, that he is loved. And I think that these are the types of little boys that end up going out into the earth that I end up attracting to date because they don't feel loved and they, they want to feel nurtured and they want, and we talked about Iceberg Slim as well. And it's funny because, you know, I have the book Pimp sitting right here and y'all know I am a noteworthy uh, scholar when it comes to Iceberg Slim, you know, Donald Goins, all of them. Mm. Classic fiction writers that will pass it off as nonfiction. So, I mean, I love everything that was real. And um, it's unfortunate that a lot of, um, young black men hate their mothers, and that's why they're unable to go forward and love black women. And so for the black women that are holding themselves responsible for this, it's kind of like you didn't have 
shit, like shit to do with it. But yet you want to take responsibility. He's not going to love you because he can't, you know, and I just had to, I had a nice kid, you know, that I was dealing with. He was younger than me. I really liked him. I really did. I, I think that it could have been a great, you know, situation, but he was a liar. He was a fronter. You don't got a front to me. And he, um, was confused about who the fuck he was in comparison to who I was. And even if I wanted to show him a better way or the right way, I can't let you in my circle like that because you're inconsistent. And so because of your inconsistency, <clears throat> I can't rock with you like that. And I was dealing with him for damn near a year, you know, no, nothing physical, no nothing. But, um, it's unfortunate because I had to tell him, I said, I sense that you have been abusive because the only thing that you respond to positively is when I'm telling you to shut the fuck up or when I'm being rude to you or mean to you. And because I am abusive, because I come from an abusive household, I don't want to do that to you because I know that that's not okay. So you're going to have to find somebody else or some other broad that you can beat up on or that you can, um, you know, make feel some type of way or jealous because jealousy is a weak-ass emotion. I don't feel this way. You understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't really get jealous. I'm kind of like, okay, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Okay, bye. Bye, bitch. You know, and, and I'm on to the next one because, and you know, to be told today that I'm asexual, I'm not uh, celibate, I'm asexual. I said, no, I find men very attractive. I would like to sleep with one in particular. However, um, that's not going to happen because of issues. And so because of that, it's unfortunate that I have to take myself off the market because for some black women, it's very important for them to reconnect um, in relationships. It's just, it's really not important for me. I feel like I had the love of my life. I loved him. We had a baby. Things didn't work out, and now I got to work, and now I have to hustle, and now I have to make sure everything's okay. And I thought that that's what black men wanted was for this woman to be independent and not ask you for anything, not need you for anything, but not ask you for anything. And I feel like... Now I'm I'm being shown something else, so it, it it lends to question like, do you guys even really know what you want? Because I'm going by the book of what you said you wanted, and you don't want that. And I'm gonna try to take a call from three five two. Three five two, are you there? Hello. Mhm. Hi. How you doing? Hello. I'm doing good, thank you. And who am I speaking to? Is this my lady that I just talked to on the MMDTS show? No, I've never talked to you before. Oh, okay. And so you're calling in from where? Florida. Oh, from Florida. What part of Florida? I used to live down there in Tampa. Oh, Ocala. Oh, okay. I know exactly where you are. You weren't far. And so did you have a question or a comment tonight on tonight's show? I got somebody here that's listening with me also. To, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I I just started listening to the show, so I was trying to get into it more before I had a comment. Okay. Now, you live down there in Ocala, and basically what I was talking about was the fact that I was on another show this evening that's also on uh, blogtalkradio.com, and basically, you know, I became very upset because um, – I was sharing my experience about my situation with my ex-husband and the fact that he's been a little bit inconsistent with our son. We've been divorced for about eight years. And I was sharing about the fact that I feel that as black women, we attack each other first, and then we try to come back and remedy the situation when it shouldn't be like that. 
You understand what I'm saying? Like, we'll attack each other before we attack black men, and sometimes the black man is the one that needs to be attacked, but we'll protect them with everything, but we won't protect ourselves, and I don't like that. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I ended up um, saying some things that I, you know, I don't particularly know people, so I don't judge people. I ended up calling someone an old hoe on another show because I felt like she was judging me because of my decision to meet my ex-husband, get married, have a baby. And then I think that they thought that I was pregnant when I got married, which, you know, I wasn't. That's not why we got married. And it just, it was a lot of judgy stuff. So I just felt like I called the show to talk to black men because this was a, a show that was, you know, bartered by black men. And yet black women had so much to say without a positive word of what, I could do to rectify the situation with my son and his father, you know, because he's going to be a teenager next year. So I didn't need the opinion of a black woman. I called to the show to speak to a black man. And so eventually a black man came forward and gave me some, not so much advice, but just some things that he would do going forward to try to make sure that my son um, understood that, yeah, he has a father and everybody makes decisions, but these are certain things that are my decisions. Now, are you a single mom? I'm I'm divorced as well, mm-hmm. and after all these years, I was married from I was with my husband from the time I was 16 up until I was 28, and he oh, wow. got somebody he got somebody pregnant. So I said, I've had it. It's time for a divorce here. And That's right. We, we argued and everything. He wanted the kids, and oh, he was taking me in and out of court. Mm-hmm. But I told my husband. I have two daughters. They shouldn't be split up, and they should be with their mother. Mm-hmm. Because I make sure they have the food on the table and everything, so I had to get out and work myself. Right. And after all these years go by, he's still married to that woman that he had gotten pregnant, and they, I guess, had two kids, whatever. But my daughter down here. She invited him down here and invited me over on my day off and there he was. Mm. Now how did you deal with that? Better him than me. He did wrong. I didn't. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's no matter. He did wrong. He accepted it. He lived with it and I go, well, that's your business, not mine. So I moved on. But we ended up after all these years we became friends. But through right. all the years, we did argue and stuff, and I cried a lot and got over it and all that. That's a lot to get over. The thing is, but, is that it's it's not that he's disappointing me. I know who he is. It's that he's disappointing our son. And so he has moved on. He has remarried. I'm not worried about that. I don't care about that. It's his third wife, child, please. And, but he has a daughter. And, I mean, I adore this little girl. You know, I adore this little girl because that's my son's sister. And I don't have a daughter. I only have, you know, the one child. And so it's difficult for me to still find love in my heart because this is something that is part of my son and yet you don't see the same thing and you don't your wife doesn't hold you accountable for being a father she knew you had a child and you don't hold yourself responsible and so it's like I just I get tired of lying to my child saying like well you know mommy will fly you down there and I'm the one that's that's doing all the financial burden stuff the braces the private well, you know schools, what? The, everything you gotta do what I did do what I did you just let him know his father loves him. He can talk to him on the phone and all that. If a man wants to see him, let him send a damn ticket. 
I agree. And, and it's funny and because you know what you said? My son said that today. He says, Mommy, you shouldn't have to pay for me to go down and see Daddy. He should be paying for all of it. You've, you've done enough. You and that makes me feel good. Right. They should. What you pay for is while your son's with you, you take care of yourself and him. That's mm-hmm. it. He knows his father loves him. He knows you love him. It doesn't matter how you two react. He says, well, you got the love of both parents. That's it. Yeah. But, you know, as a little boy, he doesn't feel loved when a father says, I'm going to call you back with a decision, quote, unquote, as to whether you can come stay at my house with my new wife and my new baby. That, to me, is not a decision. That is, okay, yeah, you know, let me make sure we're going to be in town those days, and that's that. You're not the king of your home if you can't do that. And I'm trying to raise a little boy that understands that he's not to live off women. He's not to, you know what I'm saying, like manipulate women. And he knows how to wash dishes and he knows how to do laundry. And I I don't want him to have to, just like I was raised not to depend on a man unless necessary, unless that's my husband. I don't want my son to depend on any woman unless that's his wife. You understand what I'm saying? And I think that we raise our boys too soft to think that everyone should be catering to them. I, I said the other day, if you're not following me on Instagram, I'm at miss.d.scott. I said the other day, I said, we're raising a nation of little boys that they want to be worshipped, but they don't want to be loved. They want love me, love me, you know, worship me, worship me, worship me, worship the ground I walk on, but they don't want to be loved because they don't know what that looks like. And it's unfortunate because their first love should always be their mother. And so sometimes we as women, you know, our boys are not in love with us because we weren't around, because we had to work or because, you know, we were trying to have relationships. I'm one of those women, I don't have relationships with men. I get what I want from them, whether it's sex, whether it's, hey, what's up, whether it's, you know what I'm saying, we go out to eat, whatever, whatever, uh, you know, whether it's I'm getting on a plane to go see you and then come back. It is what it is. I get what I want and then I'm out. You will not meet my son. You will not see where I live and that's just where I'm at with it. I don't need your help. You hear from me. You're not here for him. He has a father. But now I'm starting to rethink that decision because I feel like, you know, he has a godfather. He has, you know, my uncle, you know, his brother, my my brothers, his uncles and his grandfather. But it's nothing like the dad. You know what I'm saying? And and I just don't want my son to hate him. But it's just one of those things that I'm just not going to be able to um, remedy. You know, as a mom, you want to fix everything. You know, you want to raise your black son to be, you know, strong and powerful and, you know, all these things and to love both parents. But I don't think that he's going, I, I can't sway his decision anymore about his father and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you got to remember, you got to move on yourself. Like if you meet a guy and after a while down the road and your son meets him and all that, even if you got married, you don't have to be a stepfather. They could be like best friends, like buddies. Yeah, I and have no don't, interest in men. It, it doesn't matter. No. Yeah. I, I do agree that I think, right, I do think, and it's funny, I said this the other day on video as well. I said, you know, the only thing a man could teach my son is how to love his mother, what it looks like to love his mother. I don't need you to teach him etiquette. I don't need you to teach him how to be a young man. I don't need you to teach him manners, how to throw a ball, hit a bat, you know, whatever. I just need you to show my son what it looks like to love his mother because he's never seen that. And it's because I won't allow it. It's not because I'm unlovable. Don't ever let a man tell you you're unlovable. No, it's because I won't allow it. I don't want you around. You're not necessary. You are, you know, a side effect. And I perhaps shouldn't think of men like that, but why shouldn't I? And they think of us like that. We're always thought of as an afterthought, so what's the difference? You know, maybe I need to stop thinking that way, but it's the only way that protects me. It's the only way I get to keep money in my pocket. It's the only way I don't have to, quote, unquote, hold nobody down. And it's the only way I've been raising my son. He's 12 years old. 
I got six years left. You know what I'm saying? And then he's going to be, you know, off to college doing whatever he wants to do. Oh, no, I got a lifetime. I got a lifetime, but, yeah, I got a lifetime, but he'll be out the house in six in six years. You can teach him to be independent and care about himself and have a big heart and know right from wrong and you just do the best you can. But if you moved on and got a guy in your life, your son and him can become best friends and do things together, and you can think you do things as a family. You know, I, I treat my son as a um, as an heir. I treat my son as a young king. And so if I wouldn't want somebody around me that long, I, I you know, I wouldn't want him around my son that long. And so I just stopped dating, you know, and that, that's my fault because I'm probably socially retarded because of it. But, um I just, I, I, I'm just, and you know, it's funny because a girl told me today, she says, you're not celibate, you're asexual, I, you you just don't care. I said, no, that's not what it is. If I meet a guy and I want to be with him, I'm going to be with him, whether it's sexually, physically, you know, if we just run it up the street. The bottom line is, is that I feel that it's not important. And I think that as black women, we place too much emphasis on other people making us happy instead of us making us happy. You know what makes me happy? When I work a five-day week and I get paid for seven days. When I wake up and there's royalties in my bank account from one of my book sales or from this show or from, you know, something else that I've done from my clothing line, those are the things that make me happy because those are the things that feed my son. So maybe I'm a little bit obsessive, and I will. I do. I, I do take, I'm you know, I'm going out of town. I'm doing something special for my birthday in a couple of weeks. Hopefully you'll still stay tuned in and, and, and check up on that. But, you know, it's just the men are not important to me. I've been very severely um, scathed by men and so it's just to the point where I don't blame them I just would rather take myself out of the equation and just focus on this paper you understand what I'm saying men do it all the time they be like yeah you know it's bear down season is this is that you know especially in New York we call it bear down season so women we're allowed to have that too we're allowed to take our moment where we say I'm not dealing with y'all I'm, I'm focused on me I'm focused on what's going on with me I don't really care if I meet a guy that's great you know if I don't I'm good with that you know I, I do want somebody to show my son what it looks like to love his mother, but at the same time, I don't want there to be any casualties because of that. You understand what I'm saying? My mother was remarried four times, you know what I mean? And we had to watch that as children, you know, so I don't want to do that to my son. And so a lot of people don't know that. So that's why I get on this show time and time again, every Monday and every Tuesday, mostly Tuesdays is my Tell the Truth Tuesday show. And the reason that I do that is because I want people to know, like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm just like you. You know what I'm saying? Give or take. And I don't have any secrets because secrets can be deadly. But for me, I want people to know that maybe there are some other people out here like yourself that are listening at 1 o'clock in the morning. I didn't think I was going to get much backlash because normally I do the show at 10 or 11, but I was so emotionally withdrawn because of um, the other show that actually appeared on the Married Men Don't Talk show that I, um, I still had to do my show for my people. You know, so are you going to try to tune in next week and hear what we have going on? Because you know my shows are no holds barred. You can call in, cuss, say whatever you want. Oh, okay. I'm and what's your name again, hon? Helena. Helena. Yeah. Yeah, my sister's name is Lena. She actually lives in uh, St. Louis. But I would encourage you to go back and listen to over 100-and-something episodes that I have. I've been on here for a couple years now. I have a very, you know, zero-fucks attitude about everything. I'm a mom. I work. You know, I'm a female. And I used to live in Tampa, right? I actually lived in Riverview, so I didn't live that far from where you are right now. But um, how is it down there? Are you guys flooded out? 
And, you know, I'm I'm not here by myself listening to you because my boyfriend was the one that found you. <laughs> he probably like, don't listen to her because <laughs> I yeah. go in, you know. He's sitting here listening to you now, and I know you're Oh, okay, girl. that's good. That's good. And, you know, it's funny yeah. because people always think that I'm a man basher. I'm not. I had a father, you know, so I know what it looks like when a man loves a woman, whether black, white, or indifferent. I know what it looks like for a man to revere his family, and I'm just not seeing that nowadays. And I wish that more men would step up and step forward and you know, help out with their children. And I'm hoping, you know, like you say, maybe you put a little good something in the universe that maybe one day I'll meet somebody that I wouldn't mind bringing around this young prince or this young heir because I do treat my son as if he's royalty because he is. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't want anybody around him that's just temporary because my mom did that to us and it didn't turn out well. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If you want a man's point of view, my boyfriend's right here. He's Bubba from the Bestwood. He's what? His name is Bubble from the Backwoods. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. I swear to God. But as long as y'all listening to the show and y'all tuning in, I appreciate y'all. Y'all like Drake? Because you know I'm in, up here in uh, upstate New York by Canada. Y'all listen to Drake? Um, he's been on your show before. He's been on your show before, Bubba says. Bubba listens to it. And I'm inside he playing does. a game. Oh, thank you so much. You want to see? Say that's hi, what I'm too? saying. That's why I have to do it. I do it for y'all. I wasn't even gonna get on the show, <laughs> but I was like, I know my listeners is like, okay, it's Tell the Truth Tuesday. Where's she at? But do y'all listen to Drake? Because I got two of his new hot songs out that are supposed to be bangers for the summer. Because I usually like to leave on a high note so that y'all can shake y'all asses and dance a little bit. Or y'all like more of the old school music. I like old school music, but I'm open-minded to other kinds of music as well. I like Calypso. Oh, so you like the uh, the reggaeton and all that other stuff. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play this song for you, this DJ Colin and Drake. It's called For Free. It just came out a few days ago. And then I'm going to be back lying on you in about three minutes and ask you what you think about it. So y'all just tell me what you think about this new track from Drake. Another one. Another one. Another one. We the best music. Music. Major key. Major key. <laughs> DJ Khaled. Yeah. I go on and on. Can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers. Last 223,000 hours. And it's because I'm off the of CC. And I'm off the Hennessy. And like your boy from Compton said, you know this ain't free. I got girls that I should have made pay for it. Got girls that I should have made way for it. I got girls that I cancel a flight back home. Stay another day for it. You got attitude on nine yo. No agua, yo. Stomach on flat, flat, and yo. On what's that? Yeah, I need it all right now. Last year I had drama, girl, not right now. I was never going to chat what we talking about. You the only one I know can fit. Man, I always wonder if you ask yourself, is it just me? Is it just me? Is this so, so good? I shouldn't have to for free. Uh, is it just me? Yeah, is it just me? Is this so, so good? I shouldn't have to for free. I know you working day and night to get a college degree. Bet nobody that you've been with even know you're free. Right? You know you only do that with me. Right? Yeah, double checking on you. You know I never put the pressure on you. You know that you make your own mind up. You know what it was when you signed up. Now you gotta run it up. 
I be out of words trying to sum it up. Girl, you throw it back like one love. Even let me slash on the tour bus. Yeah, I told her, but she don't do enough. Even though you in the hood, I'm still pulling up. Dip, dip straight to your doorstep. This a real thing, can you feel the force yet? I always wonder if you ask yourself. Is it just me? Is it just me? Or is this so, so good? I shouldn't have to for free. Uh, is it just me? Yeah, is it just me? Is this so, so good? I shouldn't have to Another one. Another one. They don't want me to have another anthem. So I made sure I got another anthem. We the best OVO. Summer's ours. Summer's ours. There it is. So what do you think of that song, Helena? It's different from what I'm used to hearing. That's his new song. It actually is a, um, I won't say a remake, but it's a spinoff of um, an old, uh, what's his name? He's from down there on uh, Oakland. Not Trick Daddy. What's my boy's name? Too Short. It's an old spinoff of Too Short. Um, Basically, I go on and on, so I don't know if you um, ever heard a song, Blow the Whistle. That's where that beat comes from. Now, Drake is known for the summertime anthems, and because, I, like I said, I'm up here in upstate New York, he came out with Views, which is Views from the Six, which got a lot of mixed ratings. I like the lyrics on that song because I am a writer, but I do prefer the beats to dance to, don't you? Yeah, I like dancing. <laughs> now, yeah. where do y'all go in Ocala to let loose? We're just sitting here on the back patio. <laughs> just sitting here enjoying the weather with all that rain from that that um yeah. storm and then uh this afternoon it turns sunny and everything so it's really nice out tonight so it's not cold, it's not hot. Yeah, yeah. Here. it's only about sixty eight degrees here. Wow, now do about... you like um you guys heard about uh that's another person I wanted to make sure we shouted out was uh Kimbo Slice and he was Florida's own. You guys heard about the death of him as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, he was a street fighter. So the autopsy results haven't been released yet, so we don't know what it was. But, I mean, you know, you in that type of lifestyle, and we don't know what, you know what I'm saying, was going on with him. So may he rest well as well as Muhammad Ali. But I'm getting ready to end this show with one of my actual favorite songs from Drake. It's called 4 p.m. in Calabasas. And you know if Drake is putting a, you know, time in the song <laughs> that it's going to be fire. So I'm hoping that you guys will tune in next week. Y'all made my day because I was feeling mighty down. I was feeling mighty bad like Miss Celia and y'all called in. So I appreciate you and Bubba from the back porch for listening. And definitely let me know if there's anything that you want to talk about. You can always hit me on my email at uh, com, My email link is on there, plus it has all my social media and everything on there, plus there's links to the show. So if you want to listen to yourself on your show, on the show, or you wanted to send the link to your friends, I archive forever, which means you can always go on um, blogtalkradio.com slash stayinyourlane or www.stayinyourlane123.com, and you can click the link within the next probably 15 minutes, and then you'll be able to hear yourself come on. So make sure you guys tune in next week. And thank you guys so much for calling. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. All you self-promoters are janky. We established like the Yankees. This whole game thinking. We moving militant, but somehow you the one tanking. No limit to why I could take it. 
And you know me as a crisp bottle sender, check picker upper. I thought we looked out for one another. Saw us all as brothers in the struggle, too blessed to be humble. I guess it's different in the city I come from. All of a sudden, I got people showing how much they truly resent me. They hold a meaning to spells envy, they trying to tempt me. The higher I get, the less they accept me. Even had the OGs try and press me. Ha, 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 ha. No way out, because I'm already in it. I'm not attending when I do a show and get a ticket. Good business and clean millions, I got division. I've been had it since no scrubs and no pigeons. Even back when I wasn't as popping. When they told me take a R&B on the road, and I told them no and drew for Kendrick and Rocky. I tried to make the right choices with the world watching. Mike never tried to rap like Pac. Pac never tried to sing like Mike. Those my dad's words to me when I asked him how to make it in life. And I always said my mother gave the greatest advice. Yeah, look at me now, they look at me like the golden child. Can't nobody hold me down. Especially not right now. Certain is just too wild to reconcile. Take that, take that. No love in their heart, so they fake that. DiCaprio level, the way they play that. Damn, what is that? Y'all don't hear no songs, they hit my phone like you did that. They even hit my line like where you been at. It's always on some sh- like when can I get a favor? Where my f at? Like I'm about to tell you where she been at. Costa Correa's, I got a kidnap. She ain't sorry and I ain't sorry. It's too late for sorry. Green, white, and red on my body, cause I'm dipped in Ferrari. All she wanna do is get high and listen to party. She complain, I tell the driver to drop at Barney's. My summer diet is just rose and calamari. Look, now you got me started. I'm the black sheep, rest in peace to Chris Farley. I got a lot to lose, cause in every situation I'm the bigger artist, always gotta play it smarter. Y'all shook up, I'm here on the cook up. Cameras pointing every time I look up. So I got a duck behind Chuck's shoulder just to hit the cush up. Sponsorship dollars are sky high. He be like Drake, will you please stop smoking la la? Chugs, why try? I'm a thug, I'm a die high. Got the rose pink tinted lenses, it's a Wednesday. Architects taking dimensions, they redoing the entrance. Yeah, redoing the entrance, kinda like when you drop on some again and again. And you still never quite get it. Meantime, Drizzy over there trying to make you make a dance to this. Yeah, I make you dance to this. I roll big body, wide body, Calabasas, Rwanda, sun shining, wax tires. See Chris Jenner, I beat twice and I wave. The rest of you boys, I blow kicks right in your face. Pistol by my bed, I'm asleep, but I'm awake. For that one night when chicken try reach inside my safe. Don't push me. Cause I'm way too uneasy nowadays These guys move so greasy nowadays I tell you my life and y'all don't believe me when I say it Say my stories for down the line I'm too ahead of the curve every time Just total the hits and see what you find You SWV cause you weak and I'm always, always on your mind Yeah, Radio, and we can't stop Make you dance to this uh, I'ma make you one dance to this uh, ha, 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 ha. Bye, breathe, bye, boy. Uh huh, yeah. That's right. All right, Tom, we got a call from the 510. The 510, are you there? 510, are you there? All right, darling. We're going to go ahead and end the show. 510, are you there? All right. Well, thank you guys so much for calling in. You guys made my night. I was a little emotional, but I am human. I am emotional, and I am healing, and that's all I can say. And thank you to the MMDTS show, the Ma- the Married Men Don't Talk show. It was always a pleasure, and hopefully you guys tune in next week. we got to start planning for my birthday celebration. Next week I won't be so emotional. I'll be a little bit more hard and rigid, which I used to. Thanks so much. One love.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.